Brennan, Brennan, Lisa P's back. Yeah, who's Lisa P? Oh, mother of crap, who's Lisa P? That's Lisa P. Look at the shape of her ass. It's a platonic ideal. That ass is a higher truth. Look, look at the, that middle portal of light just below her crotch. Right where the thigh meets the pudendum. The pudendum? Are you pre-med? I'm telling you, man, I've had dreams about that diamond shirt portal. Laying out by the pool by day, dancing by night. My dad got injured on the job. He's laid up, so I gotta help out. Sorry to hear that. My mom has shingles. God, if your life had a face, I would punch it. Yeah. Wait, what? Let me ask you something. Why would you make the point of saying someone's not a genius? You think I'm especially not a genius? Veronica, why are you pulling my dick? Suck my fat one, you cheap dime store hood. And we're back. It's time for another installment of the greatest moments in the history of forever. I'm Zach. And I'm Matt. And this is episode 10, Adventureland. <laughs> it's a big one. Yeah. This will be another good episode for those of you keeping score at home. <laughs> No more bad ups from here on out. <laughs> yeah, right. Next episode, Havoc. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Spoiler. All right. Um, so it's the summer of 1987. The year I was born. <laughs> Shockingly. Bad year. Um, and we get kind of a... Uh, Tender teen romance, uh, mislabeled as a sex movie, raunchy comedy, yeah, yeah. kind of misadvertised. If that's a mismarketed, I don't know what the word would be. Kind of, yeah, whatever. But well, you were talking about that, uh, whatever that idiot wrote about the Monroeville Mall and Zombieland or whatever. But I do remember <laughs> when this came out, I was like, wow, that's really weird that Jesse Eisenberg was in a movie Zombieland and now he's in Adventureland. It's just Why? Like, Cause they both have land in this. Yeah. Area? I don't know. It just seemed. Yeah. And I mean, this is the follow up for Greg Matola who uh, did super bad. Yeah. This so was his one. <laughs> yeah. I think a <laughs> after lot of you people make a movie like super bad, you're like, all right, you get one chance to make any movie you want. And then, you know, when it makes six million dollars or whatever it was. Sixteen. Sixteen million dollars. It's like, all right, well, that was your one. Hope you liked it. <laughs> well, this is a hidden gem. And yeah. If you haven't seen it yet, you can watch it on Netflix and you'll be doing yourself a favor. Yeah, I watch it several times. You watch it several times <laughs> a, a week, week yeah. usually. Uh, this is the movie that Matt goes to sleep to. <laughs> Weeping. <laughs> so... <clears throat> the first thing I'd like to say is uh, Adventureland like takes place kind of in that sweet spot, um, that post-college sweet spot where like a lot of my favorite um, 
I guess I would say entertainment comes from. Yeah. That's, that seems like a weird word Just to use because I'm thinking of the novel Mysteries of Pittsburgh, not the movie really <laughs> as much. But like, well, don't worry, no one saw that. <laughs> it's just like that kind of like, and I mean, it's been covered in lots of books and movies and everything. But um, you know, it's just kind of that weird spot in your life where you're like, kind of officially an adult, but like, not really can still fuck around. <laughs> yeah, like you don't have any responsibilities really yet, but like you don't have to go to school anymore. Um, if you don't want to. So, I mean, it's just like, you know, I mean, for some people that's probably post high school, but like, yeah. you know, for us or all of college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is like that kind of weird post college summer side note, since you brought it up, Sienna Miller in <laughs> mysteries of Pittsburgh, the movie unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> she notoriously f- referred to Pittsburgh as Schittsburg. She wasn't wrong. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean the only th- the one thing that those two things have in common is that the Adventureland and Mysteries of Pittsburgh both set in Pittsburgh. Yeah, fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Jesse Eisenberg is our star here, playing the our hero. <laughs> yeah. Playing the super cool James Brennan. Now, this is one of the things that I, I wrote down. <laughs> like, is Jesse Eisenberg's character actually, like, kind of hateable? <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it. the first time I saw this movie, I don't think I really fixated on that or noticed it that much probably because he reminded me a lot of myself (laughs) just a total douche (laughs) who's like you know a stick in the mud and ruining everyone's fun all the time (laughs) yeah but and also to be you know full disclosure the first time i saw this movie i can't say that i loved it the first time i saw it i think my expectations were way off because i was thinking like this was going to be like super bad too with different people. Like right. I did not yeah. expect this kind of more You're like, Oh, Martin stars in it. So <laughs> I didn't think like, I thought more of like a draw, like it's way more of a dramedy than like a flat out comedy. Yeah. And, like yeah. I think I didn't like hate it, but I didn't, I don't think I knew what to make of it. Cause I was so like caught off guard by it. Yeah. Um, great but, soundtrack though. <laughs> yes. You get like, Two replacement songs, two Husker Du songs, I think. Or maybe just one. Big Star. Yeah, Big Star. Lou Reed. The Outfield. Um, and Velvet Underground, both. Yeah. All right. Um. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. The first time I saw it, I didn't pick up on Brennan being a douche. But I think in, <sighs> yeah. in subsequential viewings, it's he becomes even more grating every time you watch it. You're just like, Oh my God, yeah, dude, shut up. <laughs> it's like, no wonder you're a virgin. It's like everything you say stinks. <laughs> right. I mean, it, well, it starts right off with the, well, I mean, obviously you're supposed to like feel bad for him, but the, the scene with whatever his like college girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she's just like, dude, college is over. Like, and so is this. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know what you thought was going on here, but, 
Well, you know, and as his friends point out, like he's con- confessed to the girl that he's a virgin and they blame that. I would more so blame the fact that he just says obnoxious things, pretentious, obnoxious things all the time. Well, he has that like complex of like every girl that he dates is like his great love. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know anyone like that. Yeah, no, I, um, I find that completely unrelatable. <laughs> <laughs> but... um. We're not that worried about Brennan in college. It's a pretty brief introduction to the character. Um, yeah, he's got big plans for the summer. That, it's kind of a weird transition. <laughs> like the plot point of his dad, <laughs> like being demoted. Yeah, and he can no longer afford to go to Europe for the summer, which was yeah his big plan. Yeah, so he's got to get a job. Because he's playing, he, instead of going to Europe for the summer like he was thinking he would, uh, he's got to be able to afford to pay rent in New York City uh, with his buddies. Uh, they're all planning on getting an apartment. Uh, spoiler alert, which will not happen, <laughs> as his friends will abandon him. Shockingly. So, he ends up, like, after some, you know, realizing that he's not qualified to even do manual labor... He ends or up work at a restaurant. <laughs> which is manual labor, I guess. <laughs> but uh, he ends up working at a local uh, theme park called Adventureland, which is really Kennywood Park for <laughs> anyone in the Pittsburgh area. Yeah, and is run by uh, the great couple of Bill Hader and Kristen Wiig. <laughs> yeah, which I was reading, they had to film all of the scenes involving those two over the course of like four days. Uh, yeah, I'm not shocked. Because of yeah. their commitments yeah. to Saturday Night Live at the time. Um, yeah, and I mean, it's basically the, the cast of characters that he'll meet at Adventureland, which, you know, populate the show and or the movie and, <laughs> and make the the whole thing go. I mean, this is like a common theme in these post-college um explorations whatever you want to call them uh you know is like having an all of a sudden like a new group of friends like becoming like a new person yet again because you become like a new person in college and then you know after college you become yet another new person and now boy (laughs) i forgot to do that (laughs) so these are like you know suddenly his whole like he's he you know he claims to be too embarrassed to meet up with his old high school friends because he doesn't want them to know that this is his job um he his college friends are in Europe which you know he didn't get to go and now his whole life is basically this new group of friends this these you know theme park people for lack of a better <laughs> term <laughs> and uh you know Inevitably, uh, his path crosses with uh, M, played by Kristen Stewart, <laughs> and Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, mom. <laughs> and you know, there's your love story. Yeah, which is it is weird. I know every time I watch it, it's she like kind of mentions offhand that she's actually attending school in New York city. But every time I watch it, I always like think that she just lives there and she's not just there for the summer. 
I don't know. It's just yeah, a, I mean the whole like the whole backstory with her character is kind of confusing sometimes. Yeah. Uh, like uh, her whole she has a terrible like relationship with like her stepmother and even her as a result like her father yet they seem to be paying for this apartment. Yeah. Cuz I mean, yeah, it's nice that she works at Adventureland. <laughs> I don't really see having enough money from that to like support herself in new york right you don't really you never get like a full picture of what's going on in new york but it doesn't seem like does she have a roommate like it doesn't seem like it no. i don't know it's yeah. pretty like unclear but i mean we're jumping ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so what else besides brennan being like hateable because i mean he he is and he isn't. Yeah. You yeah. struggle with it throughout the movie. Like, you definitely relate to him, especially, you know, when he's confronted with uh, temptation in the form of the park vixen, Lisa P. <laughs> well, and when he's dealing with M's baggage, which, you know, we'll get into that in a bit. But, like, y- you definitely relate to him and feel bad for him in a sense. But, like, at the same time, he can't stop saying hateable things <laughs> and where you're just, just eye rolling. Or just like shooting himself in the foot. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> a lot of people at the park become aware of him and M as like a little bit of a couple or like a, you know, a potential God, just couple. opening himself up to a world of humiliation. But then he proceeds to then brag to everyone he can tell that, Lisa P asked him out on a date and he's going to go. So it's like, I mean, to be fair. Yeah. Is, but like, <laughs> yeah. ultimately, I know, you know yeah, that he comes leads to you. a lot of issues for him. Um, Martin Starr's character. Um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, he, Joel, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he clearly has a thing for M. Right. And I mean, that's like kind of an underdeveloped plot point. But like, I don't even like, again, it's not something that I don't even think I noticed the first time I watched it. Probably not even till like the third time or something, whenever I was super paying attention or something. But I mean, his feelings for M are pretty clear in a couple of lines and a couple of scenes. And Brennan kind of just rubs it in his face that like he's with M and he's going to be trying yeah. to hook up with Lisa <laughs> yeah. P too and it's kind of like this is supposed to be your friend and you, Brennan's clearly yeah, no like hint oblivious of like how sleazy he's coming off even though like you know earlier in the movie he's talking about how well he's trying to talk about how great he is to M <laughs> when they're in the bar or whatever and he's talking about how he's a virgin I don't think he's talking about how great he is. He's just like making lame excuses. Uh, yeah, that's true. But well, he tries to spin it. In yeah. A way well, that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when he's like <laughs> talking about reading Shakespeare, right, being the reason that you know he didn't bang his girlfriend at the time, and yeah. you know, M responding in the way that the audience is thinking, like you didn't just fuck her anyway. Right. Um. Yeah, and I mean, he's oblivious to Joel's feelings for him and just, you know, proceeds to make a fool of himself, kind of. Um, But, you know, as is the way with the world, M's dirty whore tricks, you know, (laughs) end up 
putting uh Brennan back over as like the good guy. Yeah. <laughs> in the end. And uh so let's get into M. I mean, we really need to Yeah. So, well the whole yeah. So when he first I guess like their kind of connection starts we it was over when he gets the giant ass panda thing. Yeah. Yeah, and then they end up like... <laughs> the giant ass panda similar to the... Was it a Wii at <laughs> the Pittsburgh Mills? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For those not aware... <laughs> Who haven't of, heard the story. <laughs> ...of my glory, I won a Nintendo Wii in like 2009 out of one of those <laughs> video game machines, the stacker machines that like are impossible to win. <laughs> I played it for like two months pretty much to win it. And then, like, it was a whole ordeal actually getting it out of the machine. Like, it wouldn't come out, and I had to, like, go find someone, and they were just like, oh, Oh, no. (laughs) We're not ever supposed to give those away. But, um, anyway, so he he loses a giant-ass panda, which he's supposed to never do, at knife point, I believe. And that's their little meet-cute, and then... (laughs) You know, they do it pretty good. Like, the progression of their relationship is it feels pretty natural. I mean, I think, like, she offers him a ride home. They get right. to know each other. She He goes over to a party. They kind of, like, mess around in a pool a little bit. You know, and then it builds to them hanging out. Like, they hang out at a bar. Like, they hang out in a group at Razzmatazz. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> a whole Tuesdays. natural... Uh, relationship build and um all the while yeah before <laughs> brendan even came on the scene m has been hooking up with the parks maintenance guy connell connell played by ryan reynolds <laughs> Legend. who let's be honest doesn't look like a, an amusement park maintenance <laughs> guy i mean they could have like either yeah grunged him up a little bit more or maybe cast somebody else but like he kind of like stands out a little bit <laughs> yeah. it's a little bit ridiculous but um he's he kind of plays like an older like loser but like cool but dude. cool like <laughs> to like people who don't know who don't understand yet that he's like a loser <laughs> Kind of like describing ourselves a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> although no one actually thinks we're cool. Um, <laughs> you guys do a podcast? I <laughs> uh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> I mean, it, you can actually like hear vaginas drying up across <laughs> the room. <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, he pretend like he's in a band and he, you know, pretends that he's jammed with Lou Reed. And all the kids, like, buy that story, yeah. even though it's clearly false. Which, like, again, like, another... We always talk about the greatness of pre-internet time. It's just, like, you could just, like, say, like, anything. <laughs> it's just, like... Yeah, who's I mean... Gonna, I mean, because now people would be... I mean, obviously, like, if I jammed with, like, Lou Reed right now... <laughs> which would be hard, since he's dead. <laughs> but, like, you know, I think people would be like, well... Did you take like a photo? Is it or on anything? YouTube? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you could make wilder claims, and it's not until like the end of the movie, I think, until Bre- Brennan realizes just who Connell is. Or, he, he kind of even pities him in a weird way. Yeah. Like he doesn't. He has a chance to blow up his spot with like a couple of you know young chicks, <laughs> and he doesn't. He kind of just quietly corrects him, and you know, lets him fix his, the story himself. And 
it's kind of like this weird moment where like Connell knows that Brennan knows that he's, he's a fraud yeah. and he kind of just gives him a look like, Hey, you know, this is all I got yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, he's got like a pretty good little scheme going <laughs> where he's married, but he preys on a fresh he's crop to a of 20 year old unhappy things. looking woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who works at the Rasmataz? Yeah, in a weird, <laughs> once again, underdeveloped plot point. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so M's been hooking up with a married man, Connell. Which he, I also like as part of his uh, scheme. <laughs> you know, he takes them to his mother's basement to <laughs> yeah. fuck them. <laughs> That's pretty legendary. Yeah, very actually. romantic. Um, And, you know, later on in the film, we find out that this is like a recurring thing for him like he had a different girl the previous summer yeah he's tried to like hook up with the legendary lisa p (laughs) but she shot him down yeah because you know she's actually a virgin (laughs) even though she's like you know the number one stunner of the park (laughs) and every dude there obsesses over her um but you know when she starts up with brennan she doesn't break it off with connell right away she kind of is you know doing both for a while and when i say doing i don't mean she's not actually having sex with uh brennan no but like you know like he'll be (laughs) and we talked about this when we watched it like yeah that move of like you're the dude and you're like super excited and happy and you're like with this new chick and you're like you feel like you have this organic thing and it's very like great and you feel so thrilled about it and like you spend a great night with her whether it's at like a party or you go out somewhere or something and then like it's pretty late and you're ending (laughs) the night and you're like you even like you have a nice goodbye even of like maybe kissing or whatever and you just go in your room elated and you're going to bed and then you know later on you find out that her night didn't end there (laughs) it's like she's always got that part two to the night that you didn't know about (laughs) as you said when we were watching it yeah it's weird when you think your night's over but the chicks have like five more nights left somehow <laughs> in that one night it's like i don't know how it's like girls have like eight more hours of night that you don't even know like everybody else's night literally lasts from like 10 p.m until like 6 a.m and then it's light out again but somewhere in those weird like 2 a.m to 4 a.m hours like they get an, a bonus eight that like only they can access apparently right. like, yeah. they just have so much time apparently. and it's hard for me to watch because it does it makes you think, and it makes you reflect back. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, let's be real. I mean, we all know girls like that who have pulled that move, where it's just like they always got. <laughs> <laughs> just had to exhale off mic. They always get. They always got something else going. It's just like, ugh, it's despicable, really. But like, because it's like I'm just such an idiot. <laughs> just well, I think I think the thing that is ultimately infuriating is like (laughs) when it's brand new like that if the girl was just open and honest from the get-go then everything would be different and maybe you could still make it work you know you just have you have i i just feel like you have to if you know what you're in for then like everything's going to be different from the beginning but when they keep it like this secret when you when you later look back and realize 
that you were living a sham. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's that just feeling, like a whole, you can't ever like recover. From yeah, that you're like well, that's you're de- you're done. After I thought that. that this was going on with us, but no, I was completely wrong. About and then the they try to be like, no, it meant something to me too. But yeah, it's but like, you, well, no, it didn't. <laughs> Not if you had four other nights after I was fucking sleeping, you know, in my parents' house. Yeah. Like, so happy that we just, like, you know, spent the last couple hours hanging out. Meanwhile, I was, you're getting fondled yeah, by I was, a 30-year-old married ma- maintenance guy in his fucking mom's basement. Some maintenance guy was dropping his load inside of you while I was happily dropping a load inside of a gym sock. And now I find out, you know... <laughs> it's just like come on Ooh. so you know eventually this all gets revealed to brennan and like is kind of the the catalyst for everything to fall apart before obviously it'll get put back together um i want to talk a little bit uh and i mean yeah we're just jumping all over the place yeah, yeah. that's what we do well yeah um well listen if you a want a plot synopsis read wikipedia <laughs> Right. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the ending, like the very end of oh, the Oh, wow. Film. Okay. Um, I don't remember what do it. You, <laughs> <laughs> what do you, I mean, do you think that the ending ruins the movie? Or do you, or are you happy I, with a happy ending? I, I would prefer the ending, I think, to just have been left with like, you don't know what's going to happen. Maybe if I think like even if they even if they gave you a little tease of like maybe he's gonna go to New York like, to find her. Oh, uh, like, it jumps ahead like s- six months later, and you just she's see, dead. Yeah, no, he she sent him a Christmas card, <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't write back. <laughs> Every great moment in the history of forever, just something where. Well, every great mo- great moment in the history of forever pales in comparison <laughs> to the lake and back to the lake. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I was reading online someone's opinion uh, that the film should have ended on the hillside where Brennan, yeah, you know, I do ball like taps that Frigo yeah. or whatever his name is. Is it Frigo? Yeah, yeah. Uh, who at one point, you know, calls him out for having a boner. At the, uh, pool yeah, Frigo's kind of like this. It, you're not really clear what their previous relationship was. I just assume they grew up together. Like they're yeah. neighbors, right? Yeah. And he's just like an idiot. Yeah. But like he's kind of a loyal idiot in a way because <laughs> of one, pretty much one key scene in the movie where yeah. Frigo kind of has a, some redeeming quality. But like he's mostly just kind of this tool. <laughs> uh and him and Joel and Brennan are on a hillside, and it's after M has skipped town back to New York, kind of in shame, really, once her affair has been exposed oh, to yeah, the entire she quits park. Adventureland. Uh, you know, in a m- moment of weakness, Brennan confided <laughs> M's secret to Lisa P, of all people, <laughs> who then went and spread it all over the park. Well, well she- I had to tell Cal. Yeah. <laughs> she has a big effing mouth. Um <laughs> Lisa P, by the way, rules. Like she just dances all day <laughs> yeah. and it all night. Yeah. That's all she does is dance. Yeah. And she looks great. Yeah, and she talks she about her summer, fun. <laughs> she talks about her summer plans being ruined, which was to just sit around the pool all day, but I mean 
and dance all night. Isn't her life just a party wherever she goes? Pretty much. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's kind of like. All right, well, let's we'll we'll, we'll finish about the ending first before yeah. we jump to Lisa P. But like, you know, that there's the scene on the hillside. Emma's retreated back to New York. It's the three of them. It, we're, it's kind of a melancholy moment, but not like too bitter. Uh, Brennan's kind of like reflecting on the whole thing. I guess like there's like fireworks. The only <laughs> way out of that would have been to have Brennan have sex with M earlier. Yeah, because I think the fact that they were leaving it as him like still a virgin, it was kind of like it kind of didn't. F- <sighs> I'm thinking it wasn't like, all tied up. Yeah, maybe it felt like it. If it, it, it was like there was some loose ends, like it, you know, nothing had happened. Like it hadn't. Like he was no that his relationship with M was no different than like his other past failed relationships in a way. Worse. So, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, as far as public humiliation goes, I don't really feel like he was that publicly humiliated. Yeah, I everyone mean, knew about him and Lisa. That's P. true. Yeah. So everyone was probably just like, "Wow, these are these two are like crazy." They were, and I, I mean, that's kind of a, I mean, depending on your perspective, it's kind of an envious position to be in. I mean, you're the talk of the park. I mean, you're like the you and M are now and Connell and to a lesser extent Lisa P, who was already up there. You're like the celebrities of the park all of a sudden. Like everyone's talking about you. By the way, pretty cool move by Lisa P when she just sort of like rips that idiot dude that tries to hit on her that thinks he's super cool. Yeah, and he's like a dick to it, Brennan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you he's know. He's like, oh, I got uh, floor seats to Judas Priest at the Civic Arena. <laughs> and she's, and like, she's just like, that's I'm okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> the greatest blow off to a date <laughs> request. That's okay. Yeah. And then, you know, proceeds to. Make Brennan ask her out in front of him. Yeah. Well, she kind of no. Yeah. She true. Asked yeah. Yeah. Brennan she out. Um. So, all right, we we kind of <laughs> yeah. explained okay. what the ending of the movie <laughs> is and why, but like, yeah. I don't know. Some people think it could have ended earlier and cut that part out because it kind of like, it kind of went too far with just like explaining. You know what I mean? It didn't leave anything to mystery. You're yeah, kind of and like, I once again find Brennan kind of hateable in that last sequence, just with his whole, like, oh, I'm a New Yorker now. Like, yeah, like, shut, shut up. up. <laughs> um, so Lisa P. Yeah, I think uh, Joel says it best when, you know, <laughs> she's first coming into the movie and he says, that ass is a higher truth. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the actress that plays Lisa P, a little bit older, uh, <laughs> I think, like... A very illustrious career. I think, like, um, if I, I may be misremembering, but she's, like, like pretty much, like, a decade or so older than Kristen Stewart, so it's kind of a weird... She's not playing a character that's that much older than Kristen Stewart or anything like that, but, like, it's just kind of an interesting... Yeah, she's actually uh, 10 years older, exactly, so I was right. But um, she's kind of like, they kind of like, I, I, they're almost like undecided on how to present like her character. Like, they kind of make her a little sympathetic with the story about the dad, 
Yeah. And like they kind of like round her character out a little bit when she's smoking weed with Brennan and like you kind of like get a little bit of insight into her character, but they they can't pass up the opportunity to make her seem like an idiot. Yeah. Several times, which I always felt was like unnecessary. Like we're supposed to understand that there's a a juxtaposition, like a comparison between her and M, and we're supposed to choose M even though M's a whore, like <laughs> Which is rough. I'm being rough. Yeah. M is great. Right. But like Big fans. A lot of baggage there, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um I just think like it's a little bit like heavy handed with the Lisa P some of the Lisa P lines where they just make her seem like a total ditz for yeah. no reason. Like I think just having her reveal M's secret, having her kinda be superficial is enough. Like I I think like they're just a little bit they're laying it on a little thick a couple of times with a couple of lines like like we get it. We know who we're supposed to want Brennan to get with. It always feels weird to me that it's it's only brief as far as like on screen goes, but the second hangout between Brennan and Lisa P, which is basically just him telling her about M, but I don't even though their day ends with That's kind of like the third. Is it? Well, there's, well, there's smoking weed true. and, okay, and like the abandoned ab- roller coaster I don't know. carts. And Every time I watch it, like whenever they go on their date and he like makes out with her or whatever, it just feels like that's like the end. But then there's always that, that other scene. It's unclear what that situation is. We yeah. just uh, We're all of a sudden at Razzmatazz and he seems to be there with her and her friend. Is he just... It's unclear if they went together or if he just showed up and just started talking to her. Every night, two for Tuesdays. Um, yeah, that's kind of it. It is kind of left a little open there. Like you're not sure what the situation is. Like, are are they on a second date? Doesn't yeah. seem like it no. because you because th- if it was, you think you would have got more of them alone, like in a car. Like I don't know. Like there's nothing really to indicate it's necessarily a date. Yeah, it always just plays weird. But, yeah, he drunkenly confesses, like, this is what happened. I caught, you know, M with Connell. You know, we don't even get into how he found out. But, like, you know, he finds out. He goes. He uh, he, fi- he sees her leaving his uh, Connell's mom's house, which he knew where it was because he hung out with Connell. Like, that's the well, there's I a weird thing about, with Connell. Yeah, like, I wanted to talk about, like, his motivations for like the things that he does like the conversations that he has with Brennan and M pertaining to the two of them cuz they it's both can, they both both M and Brennan confide in Connell a little bit oddly yeah um yeah cuz Brennan obviously is unaware of what's going on and M also she seems to know that she's kind of like an idiot in the situation with Connell but also she's seemingly pretty emotionally compromised by it too because whenever she sees his wife she's yeah freaks out it doesn't it. make yeah. her happy uh i mean both of them it's weird how kind of self-aware they kind of make connell and M about their own situation because typically you wouldn't see it that way because right. i kind of think that connell is a complicated character like yeah I think on there is a part of him that understands that like there's no future of him and M, and he doesn't really want there to be, because next summer he'd probably just find a different chick. So like, 
it's almost this weird like fascination with what's going on as if what he's doing with her is separate and he doesn't really understand that they can't coexist at the same time. I think you think that there's more of a ulterior motive. I don't know. I don't really know what that motive is though. I don't know. I mean, it just seems like the, well, at times when uh, Brennan is, you know, confiding things like, I'm in love with her. And then he'll go tell M and be like, yeah, he says he's in love with you. Like, kind of mockingly, but I'm kind of just like thinking that maybe he just like doesn't care. Yeah, I think also like he's a little bit surprised and also like, hey, like, whoa. Yeah, does he? What's like how... What exactly have they been doing? Yeah, like, I mean, that's true. Is he always just kind of coming from this attitude of just like, oh, Brennan just has like a crush on her, but there's nothing going on? Uh, I mean, she seems to not really... I don't. I mean, is she hiding it that there is something going between her and Brennan? I don't, not really. Yeah, I mean, um, it all seems to be fairly out in the open other than her and Connell. Yeah, I mean, it's de- it's definitely like a an interesting approach to something that, you know, you would probably see similar things in a lot of other movies. And I don't, I can't really think of a situation that's really exactly like that though. Like the way they, they play it at least. Right. Um, I don't know. Yeah. His motivations are hard to pin down. Like it, it, it's, he's obviously not, gonna leave his wife no although i will say in one of connell's greatest moments (laughs) whenever uh m does have a freak out and she's like oh i just feel like a piece of shit i just need to talk to you or whatever and it's like a whole meltdown thing and she shows up at his at his house with his wife and like flashes her like car lights or whatever and he really like is like he's sweating it like oh yeah when they yeah but like i just think like one of the greater acting moments in the movie for Ryan Reynolds when they go back to his mom's basement and he's just like, <laughs> like pours two drinks. She doesn't want one. And he fucking pours them together. Like, yeah, I mean, it is weird though, because I think he definitely doesn't want his wife to know. He doesn't want to leave his wife and he doesn't want, it to be over yet with M, but like he has to know that it's almost over because the summer's almost over and she's going back to New York. Recurring theme on the podcast, (laughs) summer ending, just summer and romance (laughs) coming to a close. Yeah. Um, I don't think we're uh, as much as we're going to like talk it out. I don't think we're going to like reach an answer with this. I mean, there's no clear one way or the other, like what his thought process is. Cause even, Even in that last scene between Connell and Brennan, when Brennan points out, you know, that the song is called Satellite of well, Love, not, not Shed a Light on Love. love. Um, <laughs> he doesn't, they even talk about him for a second, even though it's clear, I think, I think yeah, that what it's clear they... that Connell knows, that Brennan knows, and that Brennan is kind of the reason that everyone knows. Right. And... He doesn't seem mad. 
he kind of is like resigned to like, well, you know, it's over. My wife found out. I think I calmed things down. Wait, how I'm did his wife find these out? Other chicks. Unclear. Oh, yeah. I guess. As I pointed out in the underdeveloped plot point, <laughs> I think probably she would have found out at Razmataz because of Lisa P uh, and her friends and everyone talking about it yeah. at Razmataz. It's the Which, only what a way world. that makes sense. Yeah. Because there's no other connection to Connell's wife than that. She's not really connected to anyone. Which even that is like not that clear. I mean... Yeah, like I said, because it's underdeveloped, I think there may have been scenes written at some point to, like, flesh that out more, and that's kind of the kind of stuff that gets cut, you know. Because it's not really important how she found out. Because she's not, you never see her find out. She's barely in the movie at all, really. So it's like, that's kind of just a throwaway line, he says. I mean, it really has no bearing. I mean, it is weird, though. Maybe this is... uh just like Ryan Reynolds' performance, but I kind of like just talking about him. I mean, he sounds like terrible, but I always kind of like him in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, he seems to do all these things and say all these things that you would think would be bad, but he always does it in a way that, like, you're unconvinced. God. He's kind of just like... The trait of sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, oh, the one thing <laughs> that we should point out is that Lisa P. cements herself as kind of a heel where after Brennan confronts her about everyone knowing about M and Connell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot <about laughs> Lisa <this>. P. <laughs> totally sides with Connell and throws n- all the blame onto M <laughs> for being a homewrecker. Yeah. <laughs> Boy. Oh, man. That scene's so funny. Um which I mean, I guess is like it kind of fits like her character in the way that they try to portray her. But again, that's kind of like one of those things where you're like, is that really even necessary? Um, final thoughts on Kristen Stewart. Um, a lot of people throw some shade on Case Stu. I I mean, I like her. I've always liked her. At this point, it's I don't. Her career's over. Yeah, I mean... She's 25. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the incident with the director of Snow White and the Huntsman, for whatever... Kind of like a real-life Connell situation. (laughs) Shockingly, like... because I think more because she's the more well-known person in that mix. If you don't know what we're talking about... You don't deserve to be alive. (laughs) When she was in a relationship with Robert Pattinson, her co-star from Twilight, <laughs> oh, uh, she was basically caught like blowing her director <laughs> from Snow White and the Huntsman, like I think in a car or something. In the basement of said director's mom's house. <laughs> Who was married. The director was married. Um, and as a result neither her nor the director got to be involved with the sequel, which I mean, who cares? I mean, I'm sure the sequel is terrible to Snow White and the Huntsman, but like, it's kind of like a lot of the public blame got put on her, I think, because she's well known, even though she was considerably younger than the director and not married. 
It was just her time to be hated. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she, people definitely wanted to hate her. I mean, people hate the Twilight movies or whatever. Um, they don't. A lot of people, I think, don't consider her like a good actress, even though I mean, most people don't know anything about acting. <laughs> um, you know, she's got her lip biting move, <laughs> and that's pretty much it. I think uh, I've seen her in some things where I think that she's really good. This is one of them. Um, I think she's perfect for this part. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Are we like running out of time or something? Like uh, panicking? No. Um, yeah, I wasn't keeping a timer for this one. I don't even know how to tell. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what's going on. We get cut off at like any moment. Um, I I mean, I'd like to see her get her career back on track. I mean, she reappeared with Jesse Eisenberg in American Ultra, yeah. which was a huge flop. And and she was in that uh, terrible on the road. Yeah, but I film. mean, that's going back like to 2011 or something. Oof. I mean, that was maybe 2012. 2012 yeah. I mean, that was a while ago at yeah, this point. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, and I mean, because she's been in a couple things uh, this past year that I think went to like, you know, straight to VOD kind of situation which happens to everyone these days i mean pretty much every big name actor and actress has those kind of movies yeah. now but like she hasn't had anything else really other than american ultra and you know that bombed so <laughs> i don't know it might be over for um jesse eisenberg is gonna be uh what's it what's his name lex luthor in that batman versus superman yeah. fiasco he might get like a little too much work. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. Everyone's yeah. jump. Kristen Stewart needs to get in one of these superhero well, franchises. Ryan Reynolds. I mean, when this when this movie came out, I was kind of like stunned that he was in it. Like it just seemed like a small movie. Yeah, sometimes you gotta yeah. you know take the artsy <laughs> roles. I guess this counts. I mean, I don't know. I think some people probably thought this movie would do a lot better than yeah, I'm it sure, did. Yeah coming on the heels of super bad they really tried to market it in that vein and like we talked about it's nothing really like it but um other than i guess the quest for the loss of virginity <laughs> yeah <laughs> um all right so anything else with the adventureland before we close God. the book so much more but <laughs> well let, let's say it i mean come on I don't know. It's Joel Frigo. Yeah, Joel. I mean, Joel has a rough run of things with a female. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's that's almost the most heartbreaking romance of the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, it isn't. It isn't. I, yeah, <laughs> it isn't. It isn't. I mean, it isn't because like good for him to get just get away from that. But <laughs> I mean, what a the the shoot down that he gets. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Well, that's just one of those. Ugh, okay. <laughs> oh boy, I'm familiar with a couple of these too. It's like that whole. I mean, he has an experience of of a night, right? Where you know a girl gets too drunk, <laughs> and she starts making out with him, and you know he's thinking he goes home, goes to bed, he wakes up the next morning, he's thinking like. Oh, I really like this book. She really liked me, so I bet she'll really like this book. I mean, meanwhile, she's thinking like, 
I should not have made out with that dude last night. I, never, how I hope I, I yeah, never see yeah, him how again. How am I going to get uh, Yeah. But we work at the same theme park. Right. And, you know, when he eventually talks to her, I'm trying to think of how she let, gently lets him down. I mean, I she blames it on the fact that he's Jewish. And even, that her brother, who is the same guy that asked out Lisa P. Douche. Uh, told her parents that he was Jewish or something and they're Catholic and whatever. But like, if you, I mean, uh, it doesn't take like a rocket scientist to figure out that that's not, has that has nothing to do with right. it. I mean, she's just not interested in him at all. And then she leaves the book that he was going to give her <laughs> and he says, well, it's still a good book. And she just kind of gives like a, eh. And yeah, <laughs> like a dismissive like <laughs> to be fair that was a pretty pretentious book yeah ringer. um i kind of blame joel for that yeah but I mean, he just come didn't on, he should have known he better. didn't i don't think he had the like the tool the experience box. yeah <laughs> yeah i mean she definitely wasn't she wasn't in his like universe like she wasn't right. gonna be into anything he was into. yeah russian literature <laughs> Being uh, a weirdo. although joel does also have one of the great parts when uh uh brennan shows up at his house <laughs> to apologize to him i just like how he won't let him in his house you can't see where i live meet me around the back <laughs> yeah and i mean that's when he's like super pissed at him for the whole um lisa p debacle but uh yeah i mean i think like a truly underrated underappreciated film um i thought this was a prime candidate for like a second life later on well it got one on my netflix account (laughs) (laughs) yeah on a few select netflix accounts I guess like this is it's kind of we, we kind of live in a weird time where like I don't know if movies are going to get like that cult rebirth like they used to because there's so much content available on Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime and like on demand and VOD and like I just it's not the same like it's not like you only have cable and then you go to like Blockbuster and you pick up like a random couple movies and then all of a sudden like you tell your friends about this one movie and then they tell their friends and then like, you know, it spreads and then it's a thing. And then it's like, people are talking about it, even though it maybe made $10 million in the theater. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, it's like clerks or mall rats or like, yeah, you know, something, you know, like, or whatever the case may be. Like, I don't know if that can like happen. Super troopers. Super troopers. Yeah whatever office space even yeah, like yeah. anything like anything that got big like yeah though there will maybe be a select few that get like an unbelievable comedy central run <laughs> or something you know where people are like discovering it via cable or something but yeah. i just don't Although know if you watch movies on cable yeah just kill yourself <laughs> immediately <laughs> come on yeah even I though, mean, with the commercials, even though like and, like edited, we were like watching Red Dragon on like WGN <laughs> of all things, like a few. Well, hours I mean, ago. if someone puts it on, I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you can't help it. Yeah, but like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, I just don't know if that world exists anymore. 
Yeah. Because of the lack of video stores, uh, people aren't going li- to be as likely. Like, I don't know. I felt like when I was in a video store, I would make like some bold choices that I'm not going to make like on VOD <laughs> yeah. for whatever reason. Being a real innovator. <laughs> well, I don't know what it is. It's just like you don't have that same feeling when you're scrolling through VOD movies. I mean, if or, it like, wasn't for even that. Netflix, which is. Not free because you pay the monthly thing, but like once you have Netflix, you can just pick whatever you want. How would you have ever seen Ginger Snaps? Exactly. Future app. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Rent Ginger Snaps if you can find a place to rent movies (laughs) after you watch Adventureland (laughs) and also watch Havoc on HBO Go, (laughs) which is going to be our next episode, which Matt for some reason decided to reveal even though we've never done that before <laughs> now i feel like we shouldn't even do that episode yeah i know we definitely shouldn't no we're doing it yeah. it's too good <laughs> we should not do it and then never talk about it again no okay. we're talking we're not only talking about it in our next episode we're talking, we're talking about, about it every day immediately forever. after we're done recording <laughs> um all right so i don't know yeah, it's I mean, only been Oh, God, we're coming up on, like, seven years ago. No. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Seven years ago since this movie came out, almost. I guess it is kind of too late. I I was thinking, oh, it's only been a couple years. Maybe it'll still happen. No. It's It's over. Yeah, it's just never going to happen for anything. (laughs) (laughs) It's over. The idea that Greg Mottola was super bad and... Adventureland was going to be like the new John Hughes <laughs> isn't going to happen. Yeah. I think I think like I heard that on a Bill Hader interview on like Bill Simmons podcast really? back in the day. They were talking about that. Yeah. Because they were talking about, oh, how great like this was after Adventureland had already come out. Yeah. Pretty much was on DVD. But like they were talking about how great Adventureland was and how it might get, you know, discovered and like, you know, they're talking about like the same way about like hot rod and that kind of thing but um what do you think is a bigger movie like hot rod or adventureland and i don't just mean in like i don't mean in like domestic box office numbers i just mean like if you were to like go yeah. up to someone and just like start talking about movies which is more likely that it's, they've seen i don't you know at w- okay this is like a big question <laughs> <laughs> at one point I know when Adventureland was in theaters, I talked to people who saw it in theaters. I never knew anyone. You're who looking saw at one it. of them. I never knew anyone who saw Hot Rod. In I theaters. saw it Hot Rod in theaters. Poof. Okay. Legend. Right yes. Here. <laughs> and you know what? I laughed harder at Hot Rod than I think I've ever laughed at any other movie in the theater. I fell out of the chair wow. for real, and I, it was to the point where I was like, "I'm I'm embarrassing myself. I have to like leave." I I was I didn't know what to do. I was pan. I was going into a panic yeah. at how hard I was laughing at that one scene where like, uh, he like beats up the dude when they crash into his thing. <laughs> I've been drinking green tea all goddamn day. <laughs> he just. Dumps yeah, I know. Garbage I, yeah, can. the first time I, I was saw that, crying. I was like, "Yeah, I was crying." I, I definitely think it's Hot Rod. I, I actually think Hot Rod did have like quite a life, a DVD life. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I'm disconnected because I saw it on DVD, <laughs> <laughs> and I told three people to watch it on DVD. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't think it made any money in the theater no, either. No, but no. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, I saw that at the old uh, Showcase North, by the way. What year was that in theaters? 
It was before Adventureland. Yeah. I'm going to say like 2008 or 07. Yeah. Probably 08, maybe 07. <laughs> <laughs> Just every conversation. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It was in the summer, though. <laughs> I, I definitely remember seeing it in the summer. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that wraps things up. <laughs> So it actually came out in like February of 2004. I don't know. Who knows what year it came out? It doesn't matter. Shut up. All right. So uh, I guess what was our sign off again? God, this show is terrible. Um, uh, and that's all we have to say about that. Is that what it was? <laughs> Why don't you just end it talking about how you wish we would have named our podcast something different? <laughs> yeah, our, the name of our podcast is like a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, we're 10 episodes in, so, I mean, we're not changing it. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess, like, the shorthand would be, like, greatest moments. Because I think our website is www.greatestmoments.podbean.com. Oh, yeah right now yeah which by the time we post this episode it'll be a different website yeah i mean that's like the one surefire way right now to find the pod (laughs) maybe (laughs) maybe (laughs) hopefully we're gonna get other stuff going but we're still like planning this out we're not really like the most our ambition exceeds our like drive (laughs) yeah and ability really to do anything yeah it took us like four years just to be able to come up with a way to record this stupid thing. <laughs> yeah. And one miserable day at Guitar Center. <laughs> <laughs> miserable for me. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that was Adventureland. Go watch it if you haven't seen it. Although we probably ruined it anyway. All right. See you later. Yeah. <laughs>